welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. We're going to open up our Bibles to the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 12. This is a sermon series here on Moses, and it's here, we're in this middle, we're in the fourth part of a six-week sermon series on looking at the time while they are in the wilderness. And this is what we call in-between. And in-between is during this time of transition when they're going through all of this, they have um, some unusual events that happen. So what this message is about, and what's about to occur right here, is this is a message on where Aaron and Miriam, Aaron and Miriam are the brother and sister, the older brother and the older sister of Moses. Now, Moses was already 80 years old, so he's already an old man. And so, that, so Aaron and Miriam are probably like 83, 85. They're a little bit older than that. So these are some elderly folks here, and they're going to have a conversation with their younger brother. And we're going to look at why they rose up against their younger brother and how the Lord is going to reveal to not just to Miriam and Aaron, but to Moses and all of us today, that Moses is the humblest man ever to live in the world. And we're going to be looking at what is humility. And what does it mean to be humble? Because humility, the truth is, what humility is, is it's not just having a low opinion of yourself. That's not what humility is. Humility is when you or I are able to rejoice when other people succeed, when other people do well, when other people get a promotion, when other people get a good report from a doctor, when other people say the surgery went other really well, when their marriages are thriving, their children, their grand- grandchildren. And you can look at that, and instead of being envious, thinking, well, why didn't that happen to me? Why didn't I receive that? Why didn't these good things come to me? You can rejoice with their wins in their life and their blessings in the goodness that has happened to them. You know, what happens, what sin does to us, sin causes us to become selfish and prideful people. So when other people experience a great victory, even though we might secretly be clapping, we're, or we outward we're clapping, secretly inside we're thinking, you know, I have resentment, I have anger, I have envious, I have covetousness. There's a desire within you that you really wanted that. You, you, you outwardly you show congratulations, but inwardly you're, it's eating you up. And humility is when we're able to look at other people and we genuinely rejoice in what God is doing in their life, and the good things that are happening. Because we have, in what we're about to see here, Moses' siblings, they couldn't do that. Do you have siblings? Do you have any brothers and sisters? And maybe when something happens in their life, they're, uh, uh, you, you're, you know, you're thinking, well, you know, I grew up in the same house they did. I was raised down the hall from them. Why did they get that? Why did mom and dad give that to them? And they received this blessing and I didn't receive it. That can very easily happen in our lives with that. I want to show you these things up here on the screen here. This is what a model life 
of what a humble person looks like. Number one, and before we read our scripture, I just want to show you so we can kind of know what we're looking at. Uh, a humble life for a mild life is when others do well, you're blessed because of it. John F. Kennedy, former president who was assassinated, he said, a rising tide lifts all boats. What he means by that, and he was talking about that in a business sense, but that also applies in our personal life. When other people in your life and in your home and your church and your friend group, when they do well, everyone is lifted up. Everyone receives a blessing from that. Number two, humble people realize others don't care how much they know until these people know how much they care. Meaning, until people actually see, does this man or this woman, do they genuinely care about me? Then they don't want to know how much you know. It's, you know, it's easy to just go around and impart your knowledge, but people want to see, does this person genuinely care? This is what we call empathy. Do they, do they, uh, do they grasp what I'm going through? Do they experience my pain and my joys? And knowing that, humble people start sentences with you rather than I. Do you know a lot of people that go around talking about themselves? They start their sentences with I. A humble person is asking about other people. In fact, a lot of times, humble people, you don't even know anything about them because they never talk about themselves. You're like, who is this guy? Who is this girl? They, all they do is ask questions about me. And uh, it, it, What happened, we, we now live in a world, as you know, of social media. And that goes completely against humility. Because all social media is, is bragging about how great your life is. And, and, and just and showing off. And we're going to see a picture here of what God is going to teach us. That if we aren't careful, we will fall into the same trap that Moses' siblings fell into. And they, did, they were not humble. They became very jealous. And I want to tell you, jealousy will eat you alive. It will eat inside of you. It turns to bitterness. And it's a devil's foothold in yours and in my life. And what happens, we compare ourselves and we look and go, why is this happening to them and it's not happening to me? And I want to tell you the danger of jealousy. We begin to blame God. Because then you say, God, this is your fault. Why? This is because of you, Lord. Because you showed favoritism. Or you just fill in the blank for whatever you accuse God of doing. So you're in your Bibles right here, Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. So this is, um, we're in the middle of the wilderness. We've got these three senior citizens all in their 80s right here. And we're about to see what's going to occur among a family feud with them. And one of the things what happens is when you're in uh, somewhat, when you're living in this wilderness time, when you're going through a transition, your family can easily turn against you. And that's what happened right here. This is a mini-rebellion by Miriam and Aaron. Verse 1, Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because of the Cushite woman he married. For he had married a Cushite woman. Now some of your Bibles say an Ethiopian woman. That meant Moses was an Israelite. He was a Hebrew. He married someone who had dark skin. This is an interracial marriage. Now, they, here's what's amazing. Moses got married when he was older in life. He was 40. At this point, he was 80. I actually think it was 81 when this occurred. He had been married 
41 years. If your family hasn't accepted your wife or your husband in 41 years, at that point you're like, look, my nice, well, what my, my life is nearly over. We've been married 41 years. It is what it is. This is what you get, family. You, at some point in your life, your family has to accept this is their spouse. We've been married 40 years together. But I want to tell you, that, this was a smokescreen. This was not the issue. Because what happens when you're shopping and you're looking for, some, for something to criticize, it's always easy to go criticize someone's spouse or their family members. Uh, and you know, People don't always have control over them. So, they, so the siblings go after uh, Moses' wife. Her name was Zipporah. And it was an interracial marriage. She was an Ethiopian. And then, look, so what they do is they, they wanted to, his, his credibility to be questioned because why should Moses be leading us if he can't even marry a fellow Hebrew? He went out and married a Cushite. He married somebody who's different. He married someone from another country. So look what happens here. Verse 2. They said, now this is the criticism, what they said. These are the older siblings. Does the Lord speak only through Moses? Does he not also speak through us? And look at this. And the Lord heard it. What they're saying right there is, Moses, you're leading over one million people. You're my younger brother. And... You know, Moses is speaking directly to, or God is speaking directly to Moses. And they're wondering, is Moses the only one who hears from the Lord? Is he the only one we get direction and instruction from? So they begin to question Moses. They're thinking, the man went and married a a foreign woman, and now, uh, God, why can't he speak through Miriam? Why can't the Lord speak through Aaron? Yo, why, why do we have to do everything Moses says? And one of the wild things is, remember, they're in the middle of the wilderness. So they're just kind of going around in circles at this point. They're on year two of doing this. And we're seeing the book of Numbers, if you're following along, if you read in the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers is that 40 years in the wilderness of just basically problems is what, what you see in this book. So the Lord heard that. That means he picked up on these two siblings are griping about their younger brother who's leading them, who the Lord has chosen. Verse 3 in your Bible. Moses was a very humble man. This is the only person in the Bible spoken about this way. More so than anyone on the face of the earth. What a compliment from God. Moses was the humblest man on the face of the earth. No one beats Moses' humility. Remember, what is humility? Humility is being other-centered. It's when you're not a braggart. It's when you're not trying to show off. In fact, you're one of those background guys. You just show up and you serve. Nobody really knows you're there. You just talk about other people. You don't want to toot your own horn. Moses was that guy. Remember when Moses was called in the burning bush? He didn't even want this job. The Lord came to him and called him to go be the leader and set the people free from Egypt, and he gave every reason in the, in the, in the book why he can't do it. Remember, he, he couldn't speak very well, and then uh, he was uneducated, and then he just, and then Lord sent Aaron, his older brother, three years older than him, to be his spokesman, and then Moses just confesses, Lord, I just really just don't want to do it. 
That's the real truth. I have no desire. I know you overcame everything, but I, I, I don't want to go because Pharaoh is not going to listen to me. So, because Moses is a humble man. So, we see that humility, and the family is really struggling because they look at Moses and go, you know, Moses really isn't one of those dynamic leaders. He's just not somebody who jumps in there and takes charge situation. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses and Aaron and Miriam, you three come out to the tent of meeting. The tent of meeting was right outside the camp. This is where you met with God at. So the three of them went out, and the Lord descended in a pillar of cloud, stood at the entrance of the tent, and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When the two came forward, the Lord said to them, Listen to what I say. Is there a prophet among you from the Lord? I make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses, for he is faithful in all my household. I speak to him directly. Meaning there's a lot of prophets out there, but listen, Aaron and Miriam, your brother Moses, he's the most unique because I speak to him directly. There might be other prophets, but Moses, he is different. I speak to him openly and not in riddles. There's no secrets with Moses. I tell him everything. For he sees the form of the Lord. Remember, the, Moses is one of the few people who actually saw the Lord. The Lord, Lord passed by Moses, put him in a cleft of a rock, and he revealed his glory. He, Moses saw his backside. Couldn't see his face because if he saw the Lord's face, he would die. But he was able to experience and to witness the glory of the Lord. So Moses has this very unique, close relationship with God. And one of the reasons I believe he had that type of relationship is because of his humility. He was a humble man. He was not bragging about how great he was or how much he knew the Lord. And the key verse in this whole sermon is the latter part here of verse 8. I want you to look up on the screen. So remember, God tells him here. He says, I speak to him openly, not in riddles. He sees the foreign Lord. Now look at his. God asked these two siblings, so why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Aaron, Miriam, why were you not afraid to speak against this man? Because what happened, listen, Moses had a, re a reverence and a respect and a fear for the Lord that Moses, that Aaron and Miriam did not have. That is the difference between these siblings. Miriam and Aaron, they felt they were going to speak against Moses. Moses did not feel that way. And what's amazing about Moses, he never defends himself. Moses is one of those guys you just make fun of and he just takes the hits. He doesn't even respond. It's like, well, if, you know, if that's how it's going to be, I guess so. I mean, there's just no response. You just make fun of me. I'll just smile. That's how Moses was. He doesn't feel the need to argue. He doesn't feel the need to defend himself. In fact, he doesn't even want this job. He says, the Lord called me. He equipped me to do this. But Miriam and Aaron, they did not have a, the appropriate fear of the Lord that they felt they could just go after their family and there's no repercussions. This is why the Bible tells us in the fifth commandment, 
And they already had the fifth commandment at this point. Honor your father and mother. If you go home this afternoon, and you are dis... And you, and no matter what, even we're old, we still have to... If your parents are 100 years old, you still have to honor them. If you are disrespectful to your parents at home, you're actually sinning against the Lord. He's the real victim. Because this is what's happening here. Miriam and Aaron are disrespecting the Lord when they criticize their brother. Who are we to criticize our brother? The Bible says do not judge. Moses is the one who gives an account to God. Miriam and Aaron don't give an account to, to God on behalf of Moses. They stand before the Lord themselves. But they felt like they needed to become critical of their brother. It's wrong for us to be criticizing, going around criticizing our family. The truth is, if Miriam had a problem with Zipporah, first of all, she probably didn't need to wait 41 years to talk about it. She should go privately to her brother and says, Brother Moses, I understand Zipporah, you know, I wanted to talk about your wife here. Not bring it out in the open and not get Aaron involved in this as well. The Bible teaches us we have a problem somebody, we go one-on-one with this person. They were openly being critical of Moses' leadership and the Lord heard it. They were trying to say, you know what? Maybe the Lord needs to be speaking through us, not just Moses. They were, they, were, they were hungry for a position. They always say in leadership or in any company, or even when you, whatever job you work in, if your boss has to tell you that he's in charge or that she's in charge, they're not in charge. Because people who are really in charge, they don't have to tell you they're in charge. But if somebody has to go around saying, by the way, I am the manager, I'm the supervisor, I'm in charge, like, that means they're not really running the show. Because if they were, they don't have to tell people that. People who actually make decisions, just, they just know how to make decisions. They don't even want people to know they're making decisions. They're just making, moving around, making those decisions. And we see here, Miriam and Aaron, they're saying, we want the Lord to speak through us so we can go and tell everybody else what to do. Because they're watching their younger brother speak directly on behalf of the Lord, and they're not. And they're jealous. And Moses is a humble man, and they're envious. And it's disrespectful. And the Lord is judging them for that. Now keep going here in your Bibles. Verse 9. The Lord's anger burned against them, and he left. He was angry at what they did. Now look what happens. Now remember, Moses never said a word at this point. Still hasn't opened his mouth. As the cloud moved away from the tent, Miriam's skin suddenly became diseased, resembling snow. This is leprosy, by the way. This is when your, your, your skin shrivels up. So Miriam, and here's why, Miriam probably led this rebellion. So she was the one, that way she's the one that's receiving the punishment, and she roped in her, her, young, her younger brother Aaron for this. As the uh, cloud moved away from the tent, Miriam's skin suddenly became diseased, resembling snow. When Aaron turned toward her, he saw that she was diseased and said to Moses, please, my Lord, please, don't hold this sin against us that we foolishly committed. 
please don't her become like a dead baby whose flesh is half eaten away when he comes out of his mother's womb. So Aaron sees his brother has leprosy, and Aaron turns to Moses. Of course, the very one they're criticizing, they're now needing his help. So Moses, remember, Moses hasn't said a word. He's just standing there getting made fun of by siblings. And then the Lord spoke, spoke up on his behalf, said he's the most humblest man in the world. And it says here, Moses then, in verse 13, cried out to the Lord, God, please heal her. Moses is such a humble man, the very sister who's making fun of him, he's going to plead on her behalf. The Lord answered Moses, if her father had merely spit in her face, wouldn't she remain in disgrace for seven days? Let her be confined outside the camp for seven days. After that, she may be brought back in. And the reason why we have that seven-day period is because in the book of Leviticus, the book before this, if you were, had a, a skin disease, a leprosy like this, you were to go outside the camp and quarantine for seven days. That was out of Leviticus chapter 14. So Miriam had to wait outside the camp for a week to become clean again. So Miriam was confined outside the camp for seven days. The people did not move on until Miriam was brought back in. After that, the people set out from Hazareth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. You know, in the Beatitudes, I want to bring some other scripture in here. We aren't going to turn to them. I'm going to tell you about them because this is about humility. We see how Moses was a humble man. He spoke up on behalf of his sister, even though his sister is criticizing. This is the family feud that just occurred. A lot of times when there's a lack of direction, you don't always do, family members start turning on each other. And that's what we're witnessing right here. In the Beatitudes, in Matthew 5, 5, Jesus tells us, blessed are the humble or the meek. Some of your Bible says, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Those of us who are humble actually receive a blessing. That means the inheritor, that means you receive God's approval. God blesses those who are humble. God has called us to a life of humility. We are not to go around being prideful, arrogant, cocky, know-it-all, talking about ourselves all the time. You don't make a lot of friends doing that. People don't want you to go to school and work and bragging about how great you are. I mean, have you ever met someone like that? It just, of course we have. We know all, all the time you meet people like that. They're the, the greatest people on earth. Proverbs chapter, this is the last verse we're going to reference here. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32 tells us, and this is about patience, because what is, what is humility? Humility is when we can... Uh, we know where our true source of strength is. And it's not in other people's approval. We don't need other people to give us praise. Our praise and our honor, we're, we're trying to pre please the Lord. Moses' answer to God, everything Moses did, it flowed through his personal relationship with God. And Miriam and Aaron did not understand this. Moses... He had a walk in a relationship with the Lord that when he went and stood before the Israelite people and it was time to go and wherever their next stop was while they're wandering around the desert, they just, he trusted the Lord. Miriam Aaron did not grasp this. But the Bible teaches us in Proverbs 16, 32, patience is better than power. A lot of us might, power today is influence. You want to be able to influence that. But really, being a patient person is better than that. Controlling one's emotions is actually better than capturing a city. Do you know, learning to control your emotions, that would be anger, 
that would be bitterness, that would be hatred, that would be outbursts, that would be just managing yourself, not letting other people stir you up. It's actually harder and better for you to control your emotions than to go capture a city in war. Because in many ways, capturing a city in war, if you have a good army, it's actually easier than it is to control your emotions. The Bible's teaching us that patience, humility, managing and controlling your emotions is, is God-honoring to the Lord. Now, God gave us emotions. God gave us passions. But if they're misdirected, they can be wrong. And this is an example in this story. Miriam and Aaron, they had misdirected emotions. They went and began attacking their brother and their brother's wife. And then they said, the Lord needs a smart start speaking through, it, through us. So this morning, we look at our life and tying all this together. Aaron and Miriam, Miriam, this is the main point. Their disrespect toward Moses actually revealed their disrespect towards God. So what happens when you meet someone and they're disrespectful of their parents and they, they gossip about people, they're, they have a critical spirit and they go around um, and they, they have an envious spirit. They break the 10th commandment which is do not covet and they secretly desire what other people have. That actually reveals their attitude towards God. So I think, so tying this in practical today, here we are at the end of February of 2024. This is what we have to, you know, we want to grow spiritually. And all the time, we, wanna, we have opportunities to give public praise for other people. And when you're at work or school in your home, or at church, and maybe a friend, you see someone who, who you are close to, and maybe they do get a promotion, or they have something good happen, or they get married, or they meet a great, great girl or a great boy, or they are able to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary, or something good happens in their life. And externally, everyone's clapping, and you attend the event, you attend the party, you bring your little gift. But inside, if you are bitter, because maybe your marriage didn't last, or maybe uh, you felt you deserved that promotion, or maybe you felt uh, they cheated their way to get that. Some reason you feel like externally it looks like you're clapping, but internally you're seething with envy. You need, you and I, if that's you, you need to repent of your sin and say, God, I need to receive a humble spirit like Moses. Because that will eat you up True humility is when we can truly rejoice when good things happen to other people. And you are actually, you're happy. God answered their prayer. God healed them from that sickness. God brought them through this trial. God helped their children. God delivered them from an addiction. God gave them a new job. They got the promotion. Whatever it was, whatever it is, they made a good grade in school. They got accepted into the grad school they applied to. They married a great man. Whatever it is, we rejoice with others. When you and I can get to that point, 
The Lord sees our heart. And we, it actually shows ours. If we can show respect towards others, we have that same attitude towards God. Because ultimately, say, why does that matter, Pastor? Because we answer directly to the Lord. The Lord is the one who blesses our life, who answers our prayer. And He knows maybe we don't need that. Maybe we couldn't handle that. Maybe that timing wasn't for us at this point. And what it shows is we actually, when we, when we are envious and we're covetous to other people, it actually reveals a detriment in our heart of the lack of trust in the Lord. When we cannot cope, when we cannot handle of what happens to others. And I think the biblical principle for us, this morning, if you're looking at your life and say, Pastor, I struggle with having uh, humility towards others. Because I see what other people have, and I secretly desire it. I want it. I want to look like this person. I want to be like this. I want to act like this. I wish I owned this. We rejoice when other people rejoice. We weep when other people weep. Meaning wherever, wherever people are, we meet them where it's at. And Miriam and Aaron did not do this. And going back to verse 8. So why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Because they had the wrong attitude towards the Lord. They did not view the Lord properly. And this morning I ask you, do you approach the Lord? says, whether God blesses, whether God answers me, whether I receive this, whether I don't receive it, whatever happens, God, I have trusted you with my life, with everything I have, with who I am, and whether it's good or bad, Lord, this is my lot in life. This is what I have been given. God does not want us going around feeling like we are missing something. Miriam and Aaron, when they made that statement, does he not also speak through us? When they said that in verse 2, they felt they were missing something. God was withholding something from them. And it was sinful and wrong. We have everything we need in Christ Jesus. And this morning, the Lord is looking at you and I, saying, humility is when you get to the point when you can rejoice and you are glad when the Lord answers and helps your fellow brother or sister. And that also applies to your fellow people at work. You just rejoice at whatever happens to them. They got the job. They received the blessing. They closed on the house. They, were get, they received something good in their life. Instead of allowing that bitterness to eat us inside, we genuinely have an attitude. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad You've heard my prayer because I was praying for them for this to happen. Be trying by our band to come forward. Band, I want to, as the band comes forward, you, I want you to examine your heart and say, have I found myself struggling with bitterness inside? Because it will destroy you. Miriam and Aaron were, became resentful of their brother Moses. And the, the only answer to that is humility. And the Bible tells us 
in Matthew 5, 5, Jesus says, Blessed are the hum- humble or the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Meaning, they will receive God's approval. Christ calls us to humility. Humility is saying, Lord, I, this is where I'm at in life. And what, what you have entrusted and given to me, I will be a good steward of it and I will be thankful of it and I won't desire something else. I will never feel like I'm missing something. What Miriam and Aaron did was sinful and wrong. And we have to repent of this sin. And if you're in the wilderness, if you feel like you're in a transition, if you're just in between point in your life, you need to look inward searching and say, God, have I became proud? Have they become proud, uh, prideful? And Lord, I want to have a humble heart like Moses did. Moses, listen to this, never defended himself. And when he realized his sister all of a sudden her skin was pure white. He spoke up and cried out to the Lord on behalf of her. Miriam, the same woman who was griping to the Lord about her brother, had a same brother who was pleading to the Lord on her behalf. Thank goodness for Moses. Miriam's life was saved because she had a godly brother. And I tell you, there's other people that you need in your life You need to be a Moses. Instead of complaining about them, you need to be going to the Lord in intercessory prayer, praying on behalf of them. They just don't realize how desperate they need. And if that's you, if you've gotten flip-flopped and you've become an Aaron or a Miriam, we have to repent of that and say, God, I don't want to find myself going around criticizing other people. I want to be the Moses who's a humble man. I'm going to invite everyone to stand up. We're going to have our invitation. If you want to get saved this morning, There's no reason for you not to walk this aisle and take mine or Zach's hand and say, I have been too prideful and proud not to give my life to Christ. Don't allow the sin of pride from preventing you to coming to Jesus or from joining this church or coming here and praying at this altar. We don't worry about what other people think. We are here before the Lord. Band's going to lead us in a song. Zach Bauer, I stand down front. We respond to the Lord.